This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Hey, Gordon, towards the end of the year, another week, another podcast, back the last one for the year. Yeah, Doc, here we go. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's been a real roller coaster, as it always is for you and I. Um, <laughs> been very enjoyable. But yes, the end of the year is in sight. I mean, I, I've, uh, I've got the mince pies lined up, uh, you know, one set aside for Santa. He doesn't get more than one in my house, you know, as a my mince pies. So he's got to up his game if he wants a second one. But yeah, no, it's it's been good, and I'm I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to the break. I, to be honest with you, I think like many of my colleagues, who, or at least those who are honest, I'm a bit knackered at this stage of the year. Yeah, um, and I'm looking forward to a break. To be honest, yeah, yeah, it is good. I mean, you know, obviously from a South African perspective, you know, we do look forward to kind of the middle of December and then you know get back in sort of the second week of Jan, mostly for that month break. So yeah, I'm also looking forward and. Uh, It'll be great because it has been a, you know, certainly a more productive and better year than the preceding ones, you know, uh, for obvious reasons. And I think it's been wonderful. And we've had a great, you know, great run this year, including going through our 150th episode, which is, you know, certainly one of my highlights of the year. And I know yours as well. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I think sometimes we get lost. You know, uh, you lose sight of the, of the bigger picture, you know, sort of looking at it week by week. I mean, you know, worst case scenario uh, in terms of downloads, that that equates to, you know, heading on towards 20,000 downloads, which you suddenly realize that it, it's, a, it's a body of work now, not a series of disconnected podcasts. Yeah. So I think in retrospect, yeah. I'm quite excited about the the thought that, that we've left a, a body of of insight and shared shared learning, you know, not just as I say, disconnected podcast. So, yeah, that that that's a big milestone. And I, and I, when you and I started off three years ago, I don't think we anticipated uh, that three years later we'd still be doing this. So it, it, it's been fun. It's been good. Yeah, it's been a good night. Yeah, 
Gordon, just looking uh, macro-wise, I mean, for you around the world, globally, what have been some of your highlights out of marketing and media the last uh, the last 12 months? So it's sort of just general highlights there, you know. I mean, uh, I'm lucky, obviously, you know, in media, we get a constant feed of things that are happening. Um, you know, I, I'm sort of tempted to talk about Twitter and the whole Elon Musk thing, but, you know, I think that's been played played out. But what I did love this year as a, as a, as a genuine, spontaneous highlight was the uh, the British tabloid, The Daily Star, that ran that live feed on YouTube, you know, uh, taking bets on whether Liz Trust could outlast a wet lettuce. Um, I, I just loved it. And I, I, I love it. was a real reminder to me that satire uh, is an extremely form, uh, effective form of political commentary. We don't have to have angry people hurling abuse at each other on 702 or SAFM, you know, Stephen Curtis's show. Just something as elegantly simple as that. You know, literally changed. You know, changed the course of history. So I, I, that was an absolute delight to me, and that's why I love and a big fan of Zapiro. Gentle commentary. You know, focusing us on on the really important issues. I think that. Uh, so that that was a highlight. I love the, I love the wet lettuce analogy, and I love <laughs> the fact that the English bookies got on board and they had it as a, as a two to one favorite, and they and you know had <laughs> won the lettuce. <laughs> Letters beat out list. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I'd, I'm not sure I would have liked to have been the PM at that stage and be compared to the letters. But, you know, as we know, how, how it played out and, you know, hopefully things settle down both with the new prime minister as well as the king of England. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, looking uh, at the year, Gordon, again, you know, uh, I was encouraged looking globally at some brands doing some different work, you know, back to the emotional brand building advertising as opposed to just performance-driven marketing. Uh, John Lewis, you and I spoke about that. A big departure from the previous years, you know, it was lighthearted very much in the Christmas theme of previous years. This year, uh, a more somber tone, and I think one that's more in, in tune with the times around uh, around children, children's homes, adoption, uh, and, and just looking differently at society. So a great piece of work from, from John Lewis on, on that side. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I fall on the same side of the, of the fence as you. I think in retrospect, um, looking at it again a couple of times, you know, the, the Christmas theme is in there. There's a couple of scenes with obvious you know, iconic Christmas features of Christmas tree, etc. So there's no confusing yeah. when it's happening. Um, and I think some of the critics have been a bit, you know, perhaps missed the point, but I felt it was was really meaningful, um, and uh, and and I've got family in the UK who've actually been in that child caring situation over many many years, and and this is was a very real recollection to me of the contribution they made over twenty years um, of, of being in the in the UK doing exactly what that that ad was propositioning. So yeah, I I, I definitely fall on, on on the side of of supporting that, and I love as you say the brand building. Uh, component of it because at the end of the day that's a theme that's emerged uh, you know right across the world you know the reinvention or the rediscovery of, of brand building um, so that is a big one for me on a more serious note you know beyond the wet letters I, I think the, the the most exciting highlight of the year for me from a media perspective has been the launch of the fusion 22 study fusion 22 uh, is is a literally a fusion of databases to give us a uh, a major sort of collective insight into multifaceted media activities and, and, and sort of viewing, listening, and, and reading behavior. And 
I think there's been a, a meme that's emerged in South Africa over many years that you know we we must have so-called single source data. The data must come from one research format, one sample, and I think that's increasingly unrealistic uh, and, and an improbable kind of scenario. What we need more and more is multi-source data in a single database, and that's the global best practice. It, it's just not realistic to imagine that single source data can deliver everything. Uh, it, it, it was cutting edge for its time, but it's an obsolete concept. And why I'm particularly excited about Fusion 22, apart from the insights it gives me as a planner, is you know that it's, it's free access to data. The real legacy of media research in this country is not single source data, it's open source data. If we're going to transform the industry, and that has to be the number one priority going you know, into 2023, is, is really upping the, the transformation, then we need access to data. You can't transform top down. So myself as a, as a small independent you know, consultant, there's a 40-odd independent consultants, freelancers, part of the abstract club, small agencies, if we don't have open source data, if we don't have free access to data, we don't even have a ticket to the game. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's critical. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say a big thank you to the BRC, the Broadcaster Research Council, the PRC, the publishers, and Nielsen, once again, uh, investing in Fusion and, and giving us open source data and free access to the data. You know, I think you and I both agree, Doctor, it's not the numbers that differentiate. It's the interpretation of the numbers. And if I've got access to numbers, whether I'm a small one-man band of the laptop or the biggest agency in town, I can compete on my interpretation of the numbers. But access to numbers is crucial. So my big, big highlight of the year is the launch of Fusion 22. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. You're right. You know, it's not it's not the number. It's, it's what value add you bring to the number through experience, through joining the dots, through understanding your ecosystem. So very much interpretation as opposed to just a, a plain number on a, on a document or for that matter, a spreadsheet or a database. Yeah, and, and you know, you said experience. Yes, that, that is important. And I think, you know, Gray here does sometimes help to connect the dots. But sometimes what you want is the, that reckless, unprecedented connection of the dots as well. So I think... Mm. You know, there's this uh, balance between the grey hair and, and, and the youth, youthful exuberance of, of number connecting. And, I, and, I, and I'm seeing evidence of that in the industry, which is really good. And I think that's one of the things I've enjoyed with the Fusion 22. I've been working with some of the younger guys in the industry, helping to interpret the numbers uh, and, and get some learnings from them. And I'm, I can promise you I'm learning as much as I am, am teaching because different lenses are, are you know, really causing me to stop and rethink the way I do things. So more open exchange. Uh, you and I have talked about uh, working from home. You know, I, I get it. Working from home uh, is a part of life and the hybrid solutions. But again, I've just had it reinforced. Every time I go in a room with a bunch of young folks, I come out knowing more than I than, than I took into that room. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I think... That's exactly, you know, what we were chatting and, and a theme, not just for this year, but, you know, throughout our, our series of episodes is around looking for the lessons, always being open to them. They don't keep office hours. They sometimes appear in strange places, but you've always got to be receptive to those. And it's not about age. And I mean, you've made that point so many times, not about your last game. It's about your next idea, etc. And it's, it's a philosophy, you know, and, and I think 
you know, if we could leave that with the listeners, if they could take some of that value or at least some of the thinking uh, and say, listen, I must be open. We've spoken about non-linear careers. You know, many people have spoken about how their careers have meandered, uh, the hybrid between work from home and the office, the dynamics and all of those things. So I think those are invaluable lessons for people to assimilate, you know, in their own world and, and, and make sense of it for themselves. Yeah. And, and then the non-linear career thing is crucial as well, because I think what I have learned is, you know, back in the day as a media strategist, media planner, um, you could pretty much know everything because there was a finite amount of information and, and it wasn't really changing much. But I, what I have learned now is it is impossible for any one strategist to know everything. You can't. So, you know, we've got to learn to work closer together to create that kind of fusion. Um, fusion of data is one thing, but fusion of mindsets as well. Each one sharing their angle will give us the final solution. I mean, I don't know, you know about you, but my wife has conned me during the, the lockdown years into doing jigsaw puzzles. Um, and I was a very reluctant adapter, <laughs> but I've kind of got into it. And, yeah. you know, it, you try a jigsaw puzzle on your own, it's impossible. Yeah. The moment you have another lens on the jigsaw puzzle, you're in the game. So yeah. it's the jigsaw puzzle principle. Every one of us can see a different application for the jigsaw piece and collectively we can make the puzzle work. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, that's been the highlight stuff. I mean, lowlights for you, um, sort of industry and, and global lowlights. I've got a couple here, what, but I'm, I'm keen to see you shooting from the hip. And I use this, of course, uh, you know, in terms of your persona. Not very many people know that uh, James Bond uh, lookalike that you are. Um, shooting from the hip. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, one of the lowlights, I guess, uh, Gordon, chatting FIFA World Cup now, you know, we're in the middle of the tournament, is how badly they handle two things, I think. The whole debate around the nation of Qatar, uh, its beliefs, etc., uh, and and perhaps major parts of the world. So that clash that has manifested itself in many ugly ways, even before the, the first ball was kicked, I think it could have been handled differently. They didn't win the World Cup a year ago. They weren't awarded it a year ago. And so, I mean, you could anticipate that things would accelerate. But um, I think the country's image could have been done differently. And so with FIFA, I think on the, on the one hand, uh, and then secondly, Gordon, on a more commercial side, the whole Budweiser reversal on the beer sales, from a pure sponsorship point of view, and if I look at it just from the, that side, I mean, that is a go- that's a massive contract uh, that flip-flopped, and I think that was just poor form. I think, again, um, that should have been sorted out well before the tournament. Yeah, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the, the, the current state of players, Budweiser is bringing action for a recovery of, of an amount as a of- of the order of $40 million, I think it is something, there's a figure attached to it. So, uh, but, but you're right. I think it's more the reputational damage than the financial loss that, that ultimately is the problem. And, uh, then, yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame the Qataris for this, to be quite frankly. I mean, uh, you know, I, I blame FIFA for not resolving this, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, whenever it was. I mean, you, you've been in sponsorships, you run big sponsorships. You don't go in half cocked you know, yeah. sort of the night before and make these crazy decisions. So, I mean, yeah. I think FIFA's image has been massively tarnished by uh, by this whole thing. And, you know, yeah, just, you know, and I've said about that. I mean, uh, you know, for me, uh, on a smaller scale, you know, uh, than that, it's hard to know where to begin. I mean, the windows 
still open. We still got a couple of weeks left in the ad industry, so we could hit the gutter still, you know, between now and Christmas. But if I have to have an anecdotal low point for the year for me, it, it's the the ACA bringing action against Jared Sinman, the, the joint CEO of uh, VML Wineoff, where he expressing his opinions, his less than favorable opinions apparently, about the breweries. Like, really? I mean, this, has it come to this? This, this is like a, uh, you know, sort of a out of the Billy Beaumont Rugby Football Union playbook for dealing with Rusty Erasmus. You know, come on, guys. You know, we're consenting adults here. I mean, I, this is the kind of behavior I expect from an ANC conference, not from the advertising industry. So <laughs> that's just a disappointment for me that we can't behave like adults and, and, and accept different points of view and accommodate different points of view. I mean, we're in the point of view business, for goodness sakes. Yeah. So that, that's a bit of a disappointment. And I see it's been resolved now, you know. Uh, they, and I think they kind of made yeah. peace. But yeah, it shouldn't have again, you know. And there was so many sides to the story. I've certainly read up on it. I don't, you know, I haven't spoken to anybody face to face on it. But yeah, you know, again, it's a, a communications industry and the irony isn't lost on, on people. But, you know, I'm just glad it's been resolved now. And hopefully, mm. like with any lesson in life, it's not only that lesson. It's the lessons that that should be learned around those type of uh, type of, of, of activities or, or events, you know, and, and prevent that happening in the future. You're listening to the Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Yeah, and I mean, talking about lessons, I mean, I think also perhaps a little more seriously now. Uh, Two disappointments for me uh, in terms of lesson learning. One, the Mac Charter. It's the third iteration of the Mac Charter. Okay, uh, it was formulated in March, reconstituted in March of this year, and to date, I've not seen one single utterance from the Mac Charter. Uh, not a word, not a statement, nothing at all. Just complete silence. And um, Doc, you know, we've tried to get them on on the podcast. Um, very little response. In fact, no response at all. Uh, on that one. So, you know, the same kind of reluctance to engage with the project seems to be settling in again. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that they're working valiantly in the background and there's going to be a big reveal in January and I, and I will happily eat my words, but yeah. that's a major disappointment. We can't do this the third time around. And then yeah. my, my alma mater, where I spent so much of my pro bono life for 40 years, the Advertising Media Association of, of South Africa. I mean, there's a 40-year legacy of training in media through that organization that's just been allowed to decay. And there doesn't appear to be any game plan to re-energize the media training at an industry level in the near future. So for me, it's very sad, and, and I think it's unfortunately contributing to the progressive erosion of, of the status of media planning as a discipline. Um, so those two really, really big disappointments for me. And this latter one we'll talk about later on because one of the highlights came out of uh, our podcast was chatting to Aradang Makaz and we'll talk about the you know the handing of the baton uh, analogy in a while. So yeah, so that, that's my disappointment. I mean, I think all in all, you know, it's relative disappointment. I think it's been a good year and I think I get a sense of momentum building again, which is encouraging. But we've got to, you know, we've got to cross the T's and dot the I's as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, just for me as well, it's sad that Gordon, because we also chased 
not just mature people, but also one or two other industry players that had important things to say. I'm not going to go into name names now, but you know they they either never came back to us or or just couldn't get it together. Now, at the end of the day, you know we're just trying to share a message to the industry, and surely you know you'd want to share that in whichever format. You know I don't mind if you, if you don't think. The Doc and the Guru is a good platform. You know, just tell me, listen, I don't think it's a good platform when we move on. But you can't not answer. And I think that to me is disappointing and, and, and in bad taste because all we're trying to do uh, is just share the story, you know, not our story per se, but the, the story. So, yeah, you know, hopefully, um, you know, people want to participate, not just in our forum, but in forums that are available and share the story so that other people can hear it. Because don't assume because you put out one release and stuck it on, on your socials on one day, that that's it, you know. It's, life is a little bit more complicated than that. I think, I think that's very to the point. You know, it's not about whether you – there are other forums. It's the com complete absence of, absence of engagement on any forum. That is, there's a source of concern for me, whether it's this one or any one of the other ones. But we've had some good engagements uh, on the Doc and Guru podcast, which I've enjoyed. I mean, ironically, one of my highlights, you know, was was chatting with Brad Abana about the Qatar World Cup, and you know, the sense of the enthusiasm and the attention to detail there, and it was nice, I think, for for both you and I, as sports fans, to to realise we we had a South African foot in the camp, so to speak. So I, I enjoyed that, and. Uh, I'd love to have a chat to him when it's all over, just to see how, you know, how it worked out for him, even if it was just on a on a personal level. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Flock Soliers. Yeah. Um, you know, big take out there from Flock was trust the process, don't worry about the outcome. And I think in the whilst we were talking about that in a football and in a rugby analogy, the French kicking coach. Um, I think there's a media application there as well. But I have to tell you, and so if you do speak to to Flock at some point, um, just tell him that he's uh, he's cost me a round of drinks because I've won my first sort of golfing uh, game with my mates in about five years just by using his thought process. Um, you know, trust the process. Don't worry about the outcome. So I'm down a round of drinks, and I've got no friends left. Thanks for that, Flock. Other than that, a great episode. That's a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, you know, looking back at the uh, uh, at the young marketer Jerry Patel who won that award that I was judging uh, from Sea yes. Harvest, so well done again to him. And then marketer of the year for Rose Barrett, uh, CMO for Discovery, massive group, big group, uh, and the company that also went on to win marketing company of the year. So those are you know some of the highlights, and then also the international guests. Gordon, we had quite a few. We had people from Cantor. Uh, we had Sue Rooney on from Canada. Uh, you know, I was over in, at the Hofbrau House in Germany. And then, uh, I also, you know, uh, took a bit of time out of my holiday and went to the Bond Museum. And I, and I made the point, uh, you know, the, um, sheer scale and, and magnificence of building a, a museum, not just to look back, but also, you know, to look forward. So that was a fantastic thing. Uh, and a, and a nice year, you know, from an international perspective. Yeah, I, I, wasn't there some story that followed up on the Bond Museum? Didn't didn't they have a, an altercation or something went wrong? Uh, not while you were there. I'm not implicating that you, you know, pulled a Bond. <laughs> wasn't there a drama there? Uh, didn't somebody get stuck in a cable car or something a, a month or two afterward? Oh, no, no. I didn't see it. But it wasn't me, Gordon. I wasn't fiddling with anything. You know, I didn't touch the gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> I went in, paid my money. 
like a good citizen and uh, enjoyed the experience, you know. I took photos where I was allowed to take photos and, and left. Everything seemed to be working when I left. <laughs> now, listen, I'm a bit worried about your spy ability. If, you, if you're asking permission to take uh, photographs, Doc, I'm a bit concerned. I'm going to have to give you a couple of Bond lessons. Bond doesn't <laughs> ask permission to photographs. That's, that's very alarming. Yeah. Um, but just also coming back to another highlight for me, uh, it's been the awards season. I mean, I think we're all Eidge Award, if there's such a phrase. Um, uh, you know, to be honest, this kind of month of awards has uh, left me a little bit exhausted. I feel like I've, I feel like I'm eating a box of stale Smarties. You know, the first one tastes good, but by the time you get to the end of the box, you're just smashing them into your face. So well done to all the winners, but I do think somewhere we need to pulse these and, uh, you know, maintain intensity, not overload it. But one awards uh, process that I really enjoyed, a project that I enjoyed is the Pendurings. We had that on, you know, uh, towards the back end of the year because for me, uh, that Penduring Awards gets to the heart of the big issue in terms of where our advertising needs to go addressing multiculturalism. So Pendurings for me uh, was really super. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and congratulations to all those guys who are promoting that multicultural approach uh, to communication in this country. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. It was great. And I mean, just looking, you know, again, at looking across, uh, and not only Pendurings, but I mean, we've certainly had a, a, a good collection of very, very diverse guests this year. Again, you know, Gordon's chosen and approached and invited specifically to share very different viewpoints, you know, be it uh, on the media and the, and the brand and the marketing side. So I think all in all, a, a good year, you know, a very, I'd like to say a balanced year, uh, where again, it wasn't our views. We just really were the, the, the sort of spokespeople or the voice really, or allowing other people a voice on our platform to share their views. So great. And thanks for that endurance. Yeah, good shout out there. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's going to be the key initiative going forward in any podcast is to try and keep the balance um, between, you know, the, the old way of looking at things and, and the new insights which generate energy. And speaking of new insights, I, I think a personal highlight for me emerged, and I know you also sort of were touched by the analogy, um, came out of our conversation with Arabang Makaza. Uh, Arabang is the uh, senior manager of the media at, at, at MTN. She talked about her journey in, in the podcast, and she talked about and used the metaphor of passing the media baton uh, in a relay race sort of analogy. And she talked about the fact that when she was starting out in media, there were, there were certain people who engaged with her, shared their knowledge, and passed on the baton, so to speak. So she took the baton, she ran with it, now she's a senior player in the media industry. But what really touched me was her dilemma right now is she's struggling to find somebody to pass the banner on the baton on to herself because people there's a reluctance to take the baton um and that's an incredible insight for me so I, I pose the question why is it that there's a reluctance amongst young media executives to take responsibility for bat for the baton and run the last leg and and you know sort of what are we going to do about it now the work uh, geniuses out there you know the cancel culturalists love to use the phrase, well, you know, you had your turn, Gordon, you know, uh, you've run your race. Gordon has left the stadium. But if I'm running in a relay race, even if I have run my leg of the race, I still have a vested interest in the outcome of the race. 
I wouldn't have a successful handover so that I can be part of a winning team, even if I'm not the one who crosses the winning line. So that's an interesting challenge. And I just think we need to use that to frame our mindsets going going forward. Upskilling the media industry is doable. The baton has been handed over. Let's see who takes responsibility for, for the next leg. You know, uh, I, I don't suggest that we should waste time, you know, uh, trying to achieve the unattainable, but we need to be good stewards of the manageable. And upskilling this industry is eminently manageable, but we get we need people to accept the baton and, and run with it. No, absolutely, Gordon. And I, you know, again, another great episode, that one. Uh, and, and you and I spoke not only on the show, but also post the show around that analogy. And, and, and we've made the point as well. Even if you are willing to receive the baton, you've still got to run your leg. You know what I mean? So that just because you've got the baton, that's actually where the work starts. It doesn't start, it doesn't end when you get it. So, you know, again, you've got to run your leg as, as well as you can. We also spoke. You know, in the relay, if you look at the four by one hundred, those are four different disciplines. Although the the distance is the same, people run them differently. You've got the bend, you've got the straight, you've got the you know what I mean. So so it's important just taking that to its conclusion as as people in media and for that matter marketing uh, is understand what is needed on your particular leg and be very good at that. Uh, but then, as you say, share the joy. And it's not uncommon for relay athletes to often congregate, almost jog across to the finish line to congratulate the person who happened to take the, bat- the baton over the wing line, but they'll all run their leg, you know. And so, yeah, I, I guess it's to celebrate success, but be uh, be willing to do your leg and do it really well. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the point, you know. It, it's churlish, I think, to, to suggest that people have had their time Yes, we've had our time, but we want to jog across to the finish line. We want to be part of the celebration and and and, and feel like winners, which is you know something I think we're sorely lacking uh, in this country. But just as 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 we get to sort of wrap up time, um, you know, some of your your thoughts for twenty twenty three. Have there been any defining kind of developments that that you've you know, made a little kind of three point list of things that are going to impact your thinking in twenty twenty three? From a marketing perspective? Yeah, I think, Gordon, you know, it's, it's again, the, the constant sort of evolution of marketing, you know, it's, it's forever moving. Um, and I think it's a great discipline to be part of in whichever part of the discipline you're at uh, and to be open to, to move with the times. And I look at, I mean, just one thing that, that I've always been interested in, it's not a new concept, but it's a concept that I see around me all the time now, and that is brand collaborations and sometimes unusual Brand collaborations. You know, if I look at, you know, I, I look at the purpose world, I look at poly for the oceans, cleaning up ocean plastic in Adidas, a lot of the work done there. You know, I've made the point, I think, on a previous show about recycled. You know, I say, I so impressed the other day, I bought a new pair of running shoes and it was made from recycled materials. So that's an example of brand collaboration. I look at Lego, the you know, 90 year old company would art for a traditional kids, kids building block game. Uh, has gone into so many different collaborations, and I'm not just talking about you know the, the Harry Potter collection and uh, and and those type of Disney collaborations. I'm talking about uh, work with Louis Vuitton, the the designer, to design their storefronts this festive season in, in major markets around the world. Very unusual, and then also a feel that I'm not an expert in his gaming. Uh, I look at you know if you go into the FIFA site now for the World Cup, you see that FIFA besides FIFA 22 and FIFA 23, which are the normal games that they've got, 
They've also, you know, paired up with other gaming providers uh, to to give people a different experience, Gordon. And it's it's that whole two screen mindset. So big lesson for me. That's not going to go away. Look for brand collaborations and understand your consumer. Sometimes you think you're putting on a wonderful piece of soccer, uh, and it's great, but somebody wants to maybe play the game at the same time uh, and and be open to those suggestions. Yeah, you know, I, I think the collaboration is really interesting. Um, and I think that's also linked to brands with purpose, which was certainly a massive emerging theme uh, in 2022. For me, there's one phrase that, that resonated uh, with me, and I've been reading through the, the walk, a future of media strategy or future of strategy 2022 report. Um, every year they go out and they interview strategists around the world and ask them, you know, what, what are the opportunities for, for next year? Where do you see yourself going? Where do you see your, com- your company going? And uh, the phrase that resonates with me more and more and more is going upstream to find a downstream solution. Too much media, we're going straight into the procurement thing, reach at a discounted price, and there's your media strategy. But the re-emphasis, and it's linked to collaborations, it's linked to brand building, it's linked to all the things we talked about, is to go upstream, look at it, get a strategic perspective, and then come back down. And 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 it's that fusion zone, the relate, you know, where the old media, uh, traditional media, uh, you know, meets the new stuff, the digital stuff. That is where the best results are being found. The, the highest energy levels are being discovered. And for me, it was a good theory until I read the breakthrough fact, which was that in this year, in 2022 the single biggest advertiser on traditional media, on traditional media, Doc, is yeah. the one company you would never think would be there is Amazon. Yeah. So when you know, when Amazon becomes the number one advertiser in traditional media, then you've got to realize the fusion zone is a real proposition. It's not just a theory. So going upstream to find a downstream solution is my mantra for, for 2023. I think it's a fascinating way to relook the data and, and takes us all the way back to the Fusion 22. That's what Fusion 22 allows us to do. Go upstream for a strategic lens and then come downstream for the uh, you know, the implementation player. So that that's my year in a wrap. It's, yep. been, it's been a good one and, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, just to thank the listeners who engaged with us, to thank the people who gave up their time to be guests, to share their knowledge. Uh, it's it's really been a, it's been a, a great Great ride this year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks to everybody out there who's been part of the process. Yeah, it has been a great year. And again, from my side as well, Gordon, just to echo your thoughts, thanks to our guests. I mean, they make the show. You know, we we do our bit and, and hold it together and facilitate, but certainly it's the sharing of their stories. So thanks to everybody. And again, there were over 50 episodes this year, you know, as I say, going through 150 uh, we'll end the year on, on 160, just over. So, fantastic achievement all around. Gordon, as we're wrapping up, um, Christmas plans. I mean, just to, to all our Christian listeners out there, I hope you have a, a nice, peaceful Christmas. Uh, and, and to everyone else, you know, happy holiday season in South Africa. Do you have any plans? Well, Doc, yeah, I do have plans, but uh, my plans, I think, are going to uh, be centered on a lot of self reflection, inner reflection, because this podcast is, is going to go up pretty close to my 70th birthday. So uh, I think I plan to spend Christmas reflecting on the past 70 and and, and the next, you know, whatever it is. And uh, a thought, you know, uh, has, has been given to me by a friend who lent me a book to read on, you know, coping with 
this interesting stage of life. And it says, you know, when you encounter limitation in your life, whether it's physical or mental, emotional, whatever it is, you need to find life in the limitation. So as I approach this stage, you know, I, I'm looking for that, whether it's in media, wherever it is, I, I realize it's a wonderful proposition for, for 2023 to all of us out there, whenever you can't encounter limitation in your life, find life in the limitation. So that's my challenge for December. And that's my challenge to all of you guys out there for 2023, find life in the limitation. That's the name of the game. It's a great, great way to end the show, Gordon. Thanks so much for that. Uh, to our listeners, if you're driving in South Africa, please drive carefully. Um, you know, don't drink and drive. Enjoy yourself. Get back safely in Jan. So, Gordon, thanks. And uh, throw forward to a happy birthday for you. A wonderful Christmas. And uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. We'll chat soon. And to all the listeners, once again, thank you. And uh, just remember, let's keep talking. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.